Okay, welcome to this podcast. Today we're going to be talking uh, about virtual lessons using Microsoft Teams. And we've got Darren uh, on the call as well. So um, Darren, um, you're a teacher, you can't make it into school, or you're a student, you can't make it in school. Maybe you've got students in different locations. How do we start off creating that virtual lesson inside Microsoft Teams? Well, I guess the, the general idea is you, you can try and, and replicate some of the things you would do in a, in a real classroom and extend that um, using Teams remotely. Obviously, it's not the same. You know, you haven't got that same kind of um, eye contact as you would face to face. There's no body language, really, apart from what you can see in the screen. But I think you can still do a lot to hand over the learning and, and to create that learning with, within the students. So the idea with the virtual lesson, I, I would do it as I would, I would teach a normal lesson, um, starting off with uh, your kind of presentation phase. So the teacher here could broadcast the, the, the presentation phase uh, of the lesson um, over video. So everybody dials in to, to a video that's been set up. You've got the teacher as the, as, as the person who's mainly talking initially. And, and the students pens down and listening. Um, you can mute. Uh, if you mute the first five students, the rest of the students will, will automatically get muted as they, as they join the meeting as well. Um, so the teacher then hands over. He might have a PowerPoint presentation. He might have some information that he's got in a OneNote or a Word document, or he wants to show something on the internet. Or, or he's, you know, it's, if it's something practical, um, he might physically have that thing and just turn his turn his machine around and 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 start presenting something. So if it's a if if it's a D and T thing, you're doing design and make, um, you could actually turn it around and, and physically show what the students going to be doing. If it's an art lesson, you could do that. Obviously, if it's something more kind of um, language focused, that like 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 English or history. Um, then there'd be a bit more chat and you, you probably would have a bit of a PowerPoint in there. So you're, you're going to present that to, to the students. They can see it. The other thing about that is that you record that presentation at the end of it. So if a student isn't able to get to the actual lesson at the, at the scheduled time, they can always go back and they can watch that video later. And it's yeah, actually yeah. Quite, a, quite a good revision yeah. material. So anyway. I, I, I guess those will just appear in the general channel, weren't they? You can scroll up, you'll be able to see all the previous lessons that were broadcast and recorded. That's it, that's it, yeah. Um, and then once once that's been handed over and the students have had that presentation phase, what you then do, of course, is, is you get the students starting to do work as you would in a normal classroom. Normally they could do it on paper or, you know. Um, so in this case, there are a few tools they could use. Um, they could use OneNote, so the students could make their notes in OneNote. Um, if the requirement for them is to write a small burst of text or perhaps gather a couple of pictures, they could do that in uh, OneNote within that class, or they could they could um, uh, do it over in Sway and then bring the link in from Sway and paste that back in so that the teachers can get to it. I, I, I guess the good thing about using the class notebook is the teacher can see everybody's um, private area, so they can just keep an eye on what's happening in the class as it happens. That's right. It's that thing that you do in a real classroom where you walk around behind the students and you have a look over their shoulders and go okay yeah that's great that's that's on track or um oh i think you've gone a bit off off target on this one you're not answering the question exactly that we've asked or or you're just not doing the work at all why aren't you doing the work um and the teacher could kind of do that virtually by looking in the student sections of those pages and uh, what, what if a student had a question maybe they were stuck 
um, or they didn't understand something in your original presentation. Yeah, how, well, they can they? they can just virtually put their hand up by, by messaging you. So they can either message you as a teacher individually without the rest of the class seeing if they've got a, a particular question that's just about them. Um, or they can ask the question more generally to the whole class. Um, obviously, the teacher can chip in and answer that. Um, but you might also find that the other students answer the question and they work together as, as peers. So, you know, somebody might paste a question and say, is anybody stuck on question seven? Does anybody have the answer to this? Or what, what, what method are you using to work out the results for this? Um, so it's actually a really good opportunity to, to do some collaboration within, within the class. And um, what about, so that's great for the individual work um, and, you know, using OneNote and, and Sway. What about if the teacher wants them to work in groups and do some project work? So you could do that as well, um, quite easily using channels. So there's two kinds of channel. There's um, just public channels that anybody can, can see and then there are private channels. So what you could do is get a group of students together, call them group one, group A, group B, group yellow, group salmon, whatever. Um, and only those students get added into that channel. Um, so only they can see that piece of work and they don't have to worry about students in, in other groups uh, copying from them at that point. Or you could just leave it open and just spin up those channels, maybe one channel per topic that you're working on, and then everybody can dip in there and they can all kind of work collaboratively uh, on those spaces. And then what you do at the end of that, obviously you, you create some kind of product, some kind of output, like a Word document or, or a PowerPoint presentation or a Sway. And then um, you can take that back and, and give that to each student for them to have their own copy of it as well that you can put inside the student folders uh, inside the, the team if you have those. Um, so I guess to sort of finish up the lesson and I guess if they're doing project work you might want to present that project work to the rest of the class. Um, how would they go about doing that either as a teacher or I guess in their actual groups themselves? So I guess as a teacher I'm going to keep coming back to the class. That's kind of how it works. You sort of, you throw a presentation out, set up the task, the students go off and do it, and then you bring them back after a bit. So maybe after kind of 20 minutes, you start up another call just to make sure that everybody's on track and, and, and to, to, to answer off any questions. And then you close that one down and they do a bit more. And then towards the end, you then bring all that together. So maybe you were doing some kind of jigsaw activity where different groups were bringing some, they're each bringing something different to the party. And you pull that together literally because you share your screen and then you can go into each of those documents and, and show them. So you can go into what group yellow have have done and actually present that to the whole class. Or you could have it up on the screen and you're sharing it, but the students who are in group yellow um, can actually talk about the work that they've done and, and talk the rest of the class through it. So again, it's a really nice bit of show and tell. Um, I, I don't think you're really losing that much compared to a real classroom, other than kind of, you know, the physicality of it, and perhaps you are going to lose some of the body language. But there is so much of that normal lesson that you can deliver purely remotely. And what's, uh, I guess, um, what, what's the what's the main barriers to using this? Um, what are, you know, typical issues people might come up against when they try and do a virtual lesson in Microsoft Teams? 
So I think you've got to make sure that everybody's got devices which are connected to the internet so that you can you can access that. Um, students, if they're at home, many of those are going to have mobile phones. That, that'll work. Obviously, you, you can't see too much detail on a mobile phone screen. A tablet would be better. But you can certainly participate and watch the video and, and listen to, to what's happening. And you can you can look at all those conversations that are happening as well. Um, so I, th I think you, you need to think about the devices. Um, in terms of the teacher himself, um, I think training is an important thing. If, if this is going to happen and, and catch you unawares and you're suddenly going to be asked to do a presentation, to do one of these virtual lessons and you've never shared a video before, in teams you're going to struggle because this is the first time you, you've done it and it's for real so i guess i would recommend um even if you're not currently in a situation where you have to do this i would give it a go anyway so, so, so just do it in a normal classroom share it with the students do some collaborative work in teams even if you're not remote even if you're in the same room that's right because what you then do is you're you're scaffolding that for the students you're training them what to do in the event of this kind of situation and then when it happens for real everybody's ready great great well um, i think that's a good overview obviously there's lots of detail in there and we've got videos specializing in those uh, different aspects you know class notebook conversations etc but uh, thanks darren i think that's a really good overview and um, i'm sure it'll be useful to people